0: Welcome to the Clear Brand Academy podcast, where we take the mystery out of marketing and help you get more leads and sales with a clear brand and proven marketing tactics. I'm your host, Alexander Toth, and I'm joined by my co-host, Josh Ramsey. Welcome, Josh.
1: Glad you're here. So happy to be here. If I had fireworks and confetti, they'd be going off because it is our 40th episode. So Episode that's 40. Around. Yeah. Episode 40. To, to you out there, being with us since episode one. Thanks for, being for sticking here. around,
0: and we've only uh, just begun. They say the best time uh, to plant a tree uh-huh. was 10 years ago. Uh huh. The second best time to plant a tree is today. Okay. I so feel like that's that kind of us to, with the podcast.
1: That, yeah. So the, the best time to listen to a podcast is today? Is that what you're saying? I was, no. And no. It? I just I feel like
0: <laughs> I wish we were at episode 500 or 1,000 yeah, or something. So yeah, yeah the, right, uh, on, the best, right on. The best time yeah. to start a podcast was years ago. The second best time yeah. was when we did it right now. back in yeah, February. yeah, yeah amazing so here we are uh, episode 40 pretty exciting great um and today we're talking about inbound sales
1: Mm -hmm. the best kind of sales gotta say and i
0: do we'll also i'll just point out while we're here that you know you've had kind of microphone envy of me this whole time and now i've got microphone envy of you you've upgraded to this nice yeah if you're not on youtube you're
1: missing out we've got sound panels sm7b
0: that's what you've got so good
1: yeah, there's a roadcaster Pro 2 in that. If you don't know what that means, do some Googling. You'll be impressed. Yeah, you're and nice and yeah. professional anyway, now. Tools don't make the craftsman, so let's dig into the craft of marketing. <laughs> because, Thanks for uh, keeping us focused. Yeah, no worries. Um, and maybe just a bit of a qualification there. I said inbound sales are the best sales. And I guess as a sales, you know, I'm in business development, so maybe it's just the effort output, you know, arriving in an inbound sales, and I know we're going to define terms in a moment because mm-hmm. I'm sure you're wanting to do that imminently, but arriving in an inbound call just means there's been so much work that's gone on by the prospect already before you even get into the call. So it's just an easier right. place to be in my experience. I've been doing some, some outbound experimentation as well. So, but let's define terms. What does yeah. inbound mean? Yeah. Uh,
0: so inbound is leads that are coming to us. Right and, and mm-hmm. you know at, at Clear brand, we've got the integrations on our site set up so that they're actually booking their own sales calls, so we're really hands off in that inbound process all the way until the sales call is booked, and we just show yeah. up at that point. Yeah. Uh, I'd say that's kind of the ideal inbound we you know we We build websites, and so we we're directly involved in creating the integrations for folks, and mm-hmm. not everybody does the the sales call um, scheduler in the site. And we'll talk about how we do that here in a minute because we've kind of figured it out. Figured out what I think is the best way. We've done a lot of testing mm-hmm. on that. Uh, but sometimes f- folks just receive a form and they've got to mm-hmm. kind of chase the person. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I do think that this sales call setup, where we just have to show up, is kind of the ideal.
1: I'm a big fan. I'm a yeah. big fan. Nothing better than Monday morning checking out my my calendar. I got you know sales calls lined up. Can do a little bit of research if I'm yep. curious about these sites and show up yeah it's love it definitely love it so if you don't have a crm and integrations and you know definitely check out our website get in touch with us book a call hey yeah it it works (laughs) see how it works well don't just test it out though book a call if you're gonna show up and we can have a good conversation yeah i know (laughs) very true true (laughs) that okay cool
0: uh yeah yeah so some of the differences so outbound is typically more you're doing the the legwork you know you're Mm -hmm. you're Normally, it's, you know, cold calling or social media, but you're reaching out to folks to get the uh, sales call booked. Yep. So, I think there's pros and cons to each approach. And, uh, you know, on the inbound side, pros are definitely just easier.
1: Yeah. Yeah. At least for the salesperson. Yeah, the first thing that comes to mind is it's, like, the work. The work stacking, like when does the work happen? For inbound, it's kind of a lot more work behind the scenes. But then once it's set up, and of course, there is like ongoing, you know, content marketing and making sure that we're ranking on keywords, all the ways in which we could get that form, get that button in front of the right lead. But Mm -hmm. that's kind of done behind the scenes. And then you show up and it's done uh, and, and you kind of reap the benefits. So it's kind of like tilling the soil and then you get these great fruits uh, whereas outbound is kind of going out there and hunting with bow and arrow and yeah. tracking and calling and that's an interesting and,
0: comparison: farming versus
1: like hunting yeah, and maybe. gathering.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. yeah, the work is happening on the inbound; it's just happening by the marketing team, yeah, yeah instead yeah. of the sales team, right? So then you have yeah. this: the endless sales team wants more leads. Marketing team wants the sales team to just close more of the leads they bring in, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So the work's happening. It's just more like Mm -hmm. farming where the marketing Mm -hmm. team's there tilling the Mm -hmm. soil like you were saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. a a really good picture. And then for outbound, you've got these hunters. Yeah. Kind of (laughs) going out. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Now, the thing that I really like about outbound, and we're not going to talk too much about outbound here, but the thing that I really like about it is if you figure it out, you are in full control. Mm Mm-hmm. And you are never yeah. in full control with inbound. Inbound requires a lot of waiting. Mm-hmm. You know, thinking about SEO. This, is, this can be part of building an inbound, um, you know, we could call it a, we, we, at ClearBrand we would call it our marketing flywheel, right? So building this inbound fa- kind of facing marketing flywheel, uh, it, you know, if we're talking about SEO, which would be a, generally a part of that, You're putting stuff out there and you're waiting to get searched for and you're waiting for Google to determine that you're trustworthy and that it should put you higher, you know, move your search ranking up. Yeah. And that's generally a lot of the inbound stuff. There's kind of this, we're going to do our work and we're going to wait and we're going to, people are going to find us, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Now the work, the work has to be done though. It's kind of like being on a store shelf. If you're not on the store shelf, you can't get bought.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But
0: being on the store shelf doesn't mean that everybody's going to buy you. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. It's the same kind of thing here.
1: Yeah. I think it's a nice way to think about it that kind of marketing department versus sales department, the one being having to do some pre work or to do more of the work to get the sales call versus mm-hmm. the sales team having to do that work and go out and do it. Yeah. Yeah. So have you. Yeah. I was I was gonna I was gonna see I was gonna ask if you'd kind of found your experience of of inbound, you know, as mm-hmm. arriving in the equivalent of a sales call Yeah, in, being the customer. In, being the customer. That's uh, concise language to get yeah. what I was <laughs> okay. jumping around at. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, I've noticed uh, uh I don't know if it's a shift or if maybe I just didn't do a lot of these conversations for a while but i think in 2022 i've i've been a customer more of some Mm. of these kind of software as a service and services and different things you know we're always experimenting on with anyway uh and so i think i've been, been a customer more this year than i had in previous years and what i've noticed this year in particular is how short a lot of these sales calls are yeah you know if i reach out to them it's 20 minutes, you know, and it's, Hey, who are you? What do you need? It's kind of what they ask. Yeah. 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 And then great. We can do that. Here's our short presentation.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, a lot of slides of,
2: yeah.
1: Two
0: slides of uh, what we do and then one slide of the price and then do you want
1: it? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think in, in sales calls that I've ended up as a customer in, it's been the same thing in the emails, Mm -hmm. you know, Hey, here's what we do. Are you interested? Um, -hmm. you know, check out this one thing if you are interested or take this small step. But, but, uh, um, you know, I've recently gone through all my inboxes just unsubscribed to everything that was kind of coming on in, but there were certain things I was like, you know, I don't mind this. I, I don't mind this. They're kind of to the point it's, it's, it's not that annoying. It's not this like mm-hmm. I gotta say the long sales copy emails. I, I it's strange. Like on on one side, I really don't like them and I don't read them, but I do skim them sometimes. So it's like, yeah. is that what they want me to be doing? Because I'm trying to, I guess. But I think there's, I think there's, there's important to kind of give a, um, the has gone out of my head. Not a proviso, but a, uh, a, a clarification that. A caveat, yeah, that I'm yeah. reading every piece of marketing that I get to kind of see if it is good marketing, not yeah, only learn. as a customer, yeah, to learn as well. So yeah. I can't tell if I'm doing it because of that reason or, yeah, it's probably Well, than. and I think that's a great point is anybody
0: who's in marketing and sales should be doing that to a certain extent. You know, mm-hmm. we do have to guard our own mental energy and mm-hmm. at a certain point, consuming is replacing creating. Mm-hmm. But I do think that there is a we're all being marketed to all the time. And I think that's some of the best training we can get. Yeah. You know, I've been, I receive these outbound sales emails, you know, these cold emails to my inbox all the time. Um, and I've actually changed emails a few times over the years and just sent the old emails, you know, are, are redirected to our, uh, hello at clear brand. Cause it's just, that's all it is. It's just like cold emails. I'm like, I don't need this, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, But I do read them to learn sometimes. And yeah, they're super short to the point. I think people have just gotten tired of being tricked. Tired of this like bait and switch.
1: Definitely not a fan of the bait and switch. The worst possible way in which this happened was um, I was was contacted on Facebook by an old friend, like someone that I had a relationship with. Not a relationship in terms of like the modern term of that. But, you know, this person was like, Hey, I saw you oh, this is what it was. It was actually worse. It was like fishing. Hey, guys, I'm looking for some great books. I really am. I'm looking forward to reading some books about personal development and like growing myself in 2017 or whatever it was. Yeah. And I said, hey, how this book, and they reached back out to me. Amazing. I'd love to talk to you about this book and find out what it meant to you. And we jumped into this call, and there was just this like, and I mean, I'm sure you've experienced this like, there's something going on here, right? Yeah. And eventually like, have you, have you thought about, and ironically it was cryptocurrency. So it's <laughs> uh-huh. kind of topical at the moment, but <laughs> that's funny. Um, it's always been topical. And I was just like, listen, this is, it's not okay. Um, right. You know, yeah, and they were surprised. I mean, I re- they were like, oh, well, you know, if you look at it that way, I'm like, well, how else am I going to look at this? You, yeah. Yeah.
0: Anyway. yeah I've, uh, you know, like I said, I've been a customer more this year and in, in a, Number of those have been from cold emails, but the ones that I've responded to are all shortened to the point. Yeah. And I think we're going to talk, we'll talk more about outbound sales uh, in a future podcast mm-hmm. episode, but just kind of to keep us a little bit more uh, on track here on the inbound side. A couple things that I've noticed. So, and we'll kind of go through my experience as a customer and your experience as a customer, and we can dive into uh, our experience on the other side of things as well. But I think people in general do way less research than companies think that they do yeah you know we uh we have been we, we for a long time we have worked with uh employees in a variety of countries and um i was going through and figuring out the best way to do that so i was interviewing four or five different companies as far as i was concerned they were all the same right i'd googled yeah. it showed up i have no clue what the differences um they all seem like they do the exact same thing, right? The only thing that seemed different in the moment was the price. Uh, one of them sent me a link to, uh, their. Rating on trust pilot and their competitors ratings on trust pilot. So that was pretty <laughs> brilliant because they had the highest rating. And so I ended up working with them because the prices were all the same. The services were the exact same. So yeah. the only difference I could yeah. figure out was actually just, yeah. you've got one, you know, 0. 0.1 star <laughs> higher, <laughs> on yeah trust pilot um but yeah i think in general companies tend to think that their customers are showing up with like having done all of this research and making this outrageously rational decision Mm -hmm. and i think on both sides of the experience of sales i would say that's just not my experience yeah you know and even in those moments that i have done research the competitors are very very similar anyway yeah Uh, so I'm not showing up with like this commitment already in place.
1: Yeah. And you know, that's also underpinned by, you know, a lot of the evidence that we've seen and research that we've been doing as well. And that Mm -hmm. kind of, you know, come points back to our flywheel and and how we approach marketing, right? and I'm exactly the same, right? You know, when I need to buy something, I'm, I'm in buying mode. Like it's time to buy something. It's a task on my list. Like I've mm-hmm. got to check off that task and I'm not going to be spending two hours making sure that the solution is perfect. Um, right. You know, so yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, I
0: think we'll devote more time to the more expensive things. Yeah. You know, yeah, to yeah. figuring out like, like a marketing agency. Our, our customers and clients do, there's a variety of levels of research that are done before they get into that sales call. But they're generally um, more interested in considering, is this going to be a long-term commitment? You know, we're going to yeah. have to actually be in calls with each other. Yeah. So do I like the feel here? Mm-hmm. Which is pretty interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. I'm kind of holding back sharing our experience on the, on the sales side. Uh, so I kind of want to make this transition here. And, you know, we had a, we had somebody, and this is, you know, this is not judgment at all here, right? But just to say this variety of levels of research, this variety of reasons why people decide to move forward with somebody. We had somebody decide to work with us because we had nice microphones. <clears throat> you know, I mean, yep. and that's where I think we've talked about differentiation in the past and how we're all, every company out there is a snowflake. Yeah. We're all differentiated. Differentiation is yeah, yeah, yeah. not bad. It's yeah. just not the most important thing. Because yeah. we're all snowflakes. Yeah. So if we're all snowflakes and our customers find it difficult to tell everybody apart, how do they make the decision? Well, sometimes they choose it based on the microphone. Yeah. You know? They I had chosen
1: that yeah. Based on the point <laughs> 0.1 star higher. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think this is, it's such an interesting angle on actually understanding why customers choose what they choose. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, and we've, we've been unpacking these, these marketing myths that we've got a whole, I think about five podcasts on this. So go check those out if you haven't, if you haven't already. Um, that it's very easy to confuse causation and correlation in marketing. Totally, you know, two things are happening, and we're like, well, they must be causing one or the other. You know, mm-hmm. sales funnels—that's a, that's a big one that we're going to be unpacking and continue to unpack. This idea of every prospect is moving through the same sales process, and statistically, mm-hmm. that will mean exactly this. But there are so many other reasons going; there are other causes going along with this decision-making, how could you ever know that somebody would choose a marketing agency based on microphone or... Right. You know, it's just, it's just very hard to predict. So we've got yeah. to keep our minds open as we ask these questions. Yeah.
2: So
0: on our side, as we're go- doing sales, right, and we're, we have an inbound sales process set up and we have an outbound sales process set up, mm-hmm. um, our overarching view is that and this is based on research and this is based on years of experience, but our overarching view is you can't really, how do I say this? Your job when you show up in that call is really just to not mess it up. Yeah. Because your competitors are doing a good job. So if you do a great job, you're on the same level as your competitors. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: And I think that this is a little bit of a different mindset from uh, where we started which was, if we do a great job, oh, we're going to stand out. We're going to be the clear yeah. choice and all. No, no, yeah. no. Our competitors are doing a good job too. And I yeah. think most people's competitors are doing a pretty good job. Yeah. And, and so this kind of shifts some things, right? And it's that same idea of, well, if you're not on the store shelf, you can't get bought. But mm-hmm. if you are on the store shelf, it doesn't necessarily mean you will, I mean you will get bought. get yeah. bought. Right. But you have to be on the store shelf to start with. Yeah. And so we have to be doing a good job. That's kind of like, your ticket to play the game is doing a good job. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Now, when we're doing a good job, some things that we've noticed, number one, I hear a lot of folks thrown around, you know, we've interviewed a bunch of sales folks and talked to closers and all this stuff. The closer is the person who just shows up to the call. They don't do anything else. They just show up to the call and they close the deal. Right. Yep. Um, So thrown around their close rates. So something we've noticed about close rates is they are generally more related to the number of Mm -hmm. companies your potential customers are interviewing than they are related to the quality of the salesperson, right? So for us at ClearBrand, most of our clients and most of our prospects interview four agencies total. Mm -hmm. That means we are one of four. And if all things are random, if we are absolutely equal to our competitors, we have a twenty-five percent chance of closing. So that means somebody showing up and saying, "Oh, I've got a twenty-five percent close rate." Okay, good job. Well, you're yeah. You're as you good as up. the others. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you didn't screw it up. Yeah. Um, if now, if we have if if we're seeing our prospects normally interview for companies and we're getting a 15% close rate. That is a sign. I mean, at least of qualified folks, right? Not everybody can afford yeah, yeah. clear brand, yeah. for example. So yeah. we wouldn't count them in this metric. They're, they're unqualified, but of the qualified folks, if we're seeing a close rate, that's lower than the numbers should suggest, uh, you know, lower than a one in four, that means something's off. That means we're not keeping up with our competition. Yeah. But that—that's kind of our base level, though—is that twenty-five percent. If we're able to close higher than that, that means we're doing a great job.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Awesome. Let's learn from that. Let's figure out how do we get this into the whole team.
1: You know. Yeah, and I think there's this there's this balance, there's this golden area where it's you know we we could say well, the skill of the 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 closer or salesperson doesn't matter or just matters enough just to hit that kind mm-hmm. of average, but you also get excellent communicators who can really build rapport and and you know right. those conversion rates are going to be higher but you know is that you know is that the exception or is that the norm i mean the norm is generally mm-hmm. going to be that just don't mess it up and your conversion rate should be at the statistical mm-hmm. you know appropriate appropriate rate so yeah it's kind sounds of like the idea, base level yeah, I mean, because you you know I've been doing a lot of research into the podcasting spaces. I've been you know we're doing a lot of I'm guesting on a lot of podcasts these days, sharing the the clear brand marketing flywheel, and it's really interesting researching these um, kind of expert closers or expert mm-hmm. copywriters, these people that have kind of differentiated, well here we go differentiated or made themselves very memorable as being mm-hmm. super experts that are getting paid ten thousand dollars to write an email script and. Mm-hmm. I just think it's so interesting because what we're seeing in the data is it's like it's more, it seems to be when the person is ready to buy is the message there for them to engage with and choose versus this really persuasive individual or copy or something that changes their mind in this Mm -hmm. moment, changes them from a non-buyer to a buyer. Um, And I haven't seen data on that on like you can really influence the the buying moment to a a large extent yeah 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 we've
0: we've tested out a number of different copywriters frameworks and they've all gotten about the same results
1: yeah yeah
0: Uh, which is interesting you know Um, and i think with with inbound so because this is if we send an email to somebody that's kind of iffy to me if it's inbound and I'll, I'll share why in a second. But if we're talking about this person's scheduled a call and we're in that call, this is a different game that mm-hmm. we're playing than it is if we're calling them, right? Yeah. If they've scheduled the call with us, they have made the decision in our case that they're going to hire a marketing agency. We don't have to convince them of anything. We've just got to let them know, Hey, will we have a solution that you're looking for. They're already looking for it. Mm -hmm. you know they're going to give somebody their money they're just picking which company to do it with
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: very different from an outbound call right where one of the options is i'm not going to hire anybody
2: yeah
1: yeah
0: i didn't decide to get on your list you know very interesting so I do want to go down this email path for a second because I think that the sales funnel idea is important in the world of inbound sales. So first, there's a lot of different things that people, when they use the term sales funnel, they're referring to, it could be one of a number of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it is a funnel for prospects. So the the top of the funnel in this case is the person is a becomes a lead, right? And they're not going to get to the sales call unless they've somehow become a lead. They've given you their information. Yeah. And we get down to the bottom, second to last step is sales call. Uh, maybe third to last, right? We've got follow ups, and then we close the deal, right? The entire thing is insulated from the outside world. You have to become a lead mm-hmm. in order to get that sales call, in order to get those follow ups, right? So the, the so having it as a funnel shape makes a lot of sense. Another area, though, that I have heard people referring to a funnel is in the case of lead magnets. And what we have seen... So, so the idea here in this version of a funnel that I think should be more coined like a marketing funnel or something rather than a sales funnel. Mm-hmm. But the idea here is somebody comes to the site and that's kind of the top of funnel. They download yeah. something for free they engage with you in some way mm-hmm. you get their email address right and then we have these emails and eventually they buy now what we have seen we've got a number of lead magnets on our site we've got great email sequences that we've tested over the years we have seen of all of the people who buy from us so not all the people who download the pdfs or the, the lead magnets of the people who buy from us 18% and this number, the longer we collect data, this number is going yeah. lower and lower and lower. All right. We were sharing this, you know, maybe 15 episodes ago. Yeah. yeah and yeah. back then the number was 30%. 30, yeah. Okay. And now it's down to 18. So there's the longer, the more data that we're collecting on this, the the lower the number is going. But right as of right now, it's 18% go through that version of the funnel, mm-hmm. this marketing funnel idea. Mm-hmm. Now, that does not mean it's bad and it doesn't yep. mean don't do it. Yep. Right? What it what I find interesting though is of those people, we don't know how many of them would have decided to schedule a call anyway if they hadn't downloaded the thing. Uh so we're not against the idea of this marketing funnel. Mm-hmm. We just don't think that's where people should start. Yeah. Because if they don't even have traffic, mm-hmm. adding you know, 18% potentially, it might be even less than that, uh, is not a good addition to your sales process. Now, if you're already getting lots of sales and you're looking for a way to add it, bump it up by
1: another 10 or 18%, that might do it. Yeah, I think think it, and it comes back to, again, to our flywheel where we're asking these fundamental questions, right? Where we're looking Mm -hmm. at, well, what are all the options on the table? Because if we just mm-hmm. go, well, we've got to get a sales funnel and it's got to have a lead magnet and yeah. let's spend two months building an ebook so that we can have a lead magnet, you know, and right. all of a sudden you're like, hold That's on. That's a lot of work. That's a lot of work, you know? So, and, and this, is, this is why, you know, it, coming back to these fundamental questions is just so super important. And the reason I'm kind of going on about it is because I've been there, I've done that, yeah. I've built the ebook, I've done it, I've I've built mm-hmm. the online course, I've built the this, the that, the thing that is going to attract that initial top end of the funnel. So mm-hmm. just double check if the funnel's what you need, and ask some yeah. good questions before you get stuck in, because once and, you get and which stuck kind? in, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, ClickFunnels
0: yeah. has a totally different funnel that they're. Yeah. I mean, funnels just it's a word that describes so many things these days. Click funnels is <laughs> taking sales that you would have already gotten
2: mm-hmm.
0: and you're then selling something else or you're upselling. Yeah. Right. You're adding yeah, yeah. to the sale. So that's yeah. another way to increase your sales potentially, depending on how you do mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah. It's just not where you start, right? If you've got zero sales, having a click funnel is just not going to, yeah. to zero, yeah. Right. Plus, an add-on is still zero because you have to get that first sale first.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I think think just last last thing on funnels because I've been there and I've watched so many videos and I've bought so many different funnels and funnel software. It's it's a very simple concept Mm -hmm. that you want to hold on to in the world of marketing, which is complicated. Yeah. It is not straightforward. Each company's products, services, depending whether you're physical or you know, so many different variables, you want to hold on to something, and funnel mm-hmm. seems to be something that is easy to understand. It kind of makes sense. Yeah. And we well, want and to that's do I think it. like yeah. I think that's a huge part of that is the numbers
0: work mm-hmm. out, right? If you look at how many people came to our website and then how many of those people downloaded a PDF and then and then what was the number of uh, purchases, online course purchases, or what was the number of sales calls we got, right? The numbers go from big to smaller to smaller and you'd think these are all the same people. And yeah. it wasn't until we were able to track things a little bit more specifically that we noticed actually they're different people. Mm-hmm. The people mm-hmm. buying are not the people in the in the funnel. Yeah. I mean yeah. at least eighty two percent of yeah. them. Yeah, aren't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh it's that if you don't have tracking software that is specific enough to tell who has specifically done what you can't know mm-hmm. that so mm-hmm. it does seem like oh they must have downloaded the thing mm-hmm. right or mm-hmm. so again not to say it's bad it's just not where we start <laughs> yep. right people have to know you exist let's start there yep right what research shows is most people will buy when they're ready So all they need to do is know that you exist. So this brings us back to this inbound process, right? If somebody knows that you exist and they're in a place where they're ready to buy, you make it really easy for them. Great, that's kind of where we should, if we're gonna devote all of those hours to an ebook, why don't we start by devoting all those hours to becoming easy to buy instead Mm -hmm. and easy to find, Mm -hmm. right? Mm Whether that's through Google ads or that's through, you know, we've gone through our, I would listen to the last episode on the strategy. There's a lot of ways to, to do yeah. it, but we want to go through that strategy to be maximizing our availability and reaching the market. Now, coming back to inbound sales, though, if people are, if we are easy to find, and they find us, and we're easy to buy, and they schedule that call, um, that's an easy process for the salesperson, mm-hmm. which is what I love about inbound. Mm-hmm. You have a lot less control over the inbound like we were like i was saying earlier but it's awesome it's awesome to have when it works you've done a little bit of both of these at Clearbrand, the mm-hmm. inbound and the outbound what's been your mm-hmm.
1: experience well yeah i mean i think there's there's definitely a, i mean one way to think about it is power there's a power difference Mm -hmm. of who has the power in a conversation or maybe who is who's on the front foot and who's kind of more relaxed and and i've i've found personally inbound to be so much more relaxed right because Mm -hmm. we know that they're intending to be there they've taken the time to schedule the call they're showing up they want to know if we are the solution for them so all we have to do all i have to do is hey this is what we do what are you trying to solve? Well, I, at Clearbrand, you know, generally I start off with learning a little bit more about the business stuff that I couldn't find out, you know, stuff out of their mouth because obviously I've done some research. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we've got done for you at Clearbrand where we do everything. We've got done with you where we train you how to do the kind of stuff that we do in marketing. And we've got to do it yourself. So I'm trying to figure out, help, help them figure out, well, which one is going to be the most appropriate? And then we go, great. Well, let me tell you about this one. And then right. you know, I'm generally jumping into a few slides. Here's what the thing is. I try and show you as much as possible without telling you too much because mm-hmm. I want to show you so that you can see it because I mean, I think that's the irony as well is, is if you were buying something in a real shop, would you walk up to the, the, you know, the, the guy in, in the store that helps point people in the right direction and say, hey, I'm looking for this type of cheese. And he goes, well, you know, we got this type of cheese and that type of cheese. Okay, great. I'll take that one. Meet me at the cashier. No, it's mm-hmm. like they point you to it. Go look at it. Go feel. It, go touch it. Go see yeah. what it is. And then if you want to buy it, there's nobody there over your shoulder. Like you should really get this cheese. Is wow, right? You, should, you know, if you'd be a fool, you should see the people that aren't buying this cheese. They are. Yeah. they're just not. They don't know anything about anything. So you know that that's that's inbound. Hey, this is what it does. Right. This is how it would work for you. This is what it costs. They've initiated. Yeah. What more do they know? They're going to buy
0: from someone. Mm-hmm. Let's just make it easy yeah. for them to buy from us. Yeah. Let's answer their questions. Let's tell them that we solve the problem they have. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, much easier. Yeah. Now you can't brute force your way into growth with it, though. Now mm-hmm. we, that's a that's a big question we've been asking mm-hmm. with Clearbrand is the brute force. You know, how, how do we take? even more control how do we take how do we brute force our way into uh the the sales or the revenue that we're after and same for our clients you know a lot of our clients come to us and they want quick results and oh some of this like wait and see this seo this inbound stuff not the way for the quick results it's awesome Mm -hmm. when you have it Mm -hmm. so we generally want to do a, a holistic approach with our clients where we are doing the the outbound or the the, the more advertising focused stuff in the short term to get them those quick results while also building for the future yeah. with this inbound yeah, stuff, yeah, with this, yeah, yeah. the SEO or whatever, making it easy to find. But yeah, um, that is, I think the, the tough part here.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So one of the things that um, we use sales calls for is to test messaging. And part of why we do this is because you get immediate feedback. Right. You yeah. can A, B test your site, which is great. And depending on how much traffic you have, it could take days. It could take months because you really want to get dozens or even a hundred conversions before you're making a decision about which option worked best. Mm-hmm. But in a sales call, you're able to, you can, you can use a script, but you're, you're watching the person respond, you yeah. know, it's much more, uh, kind of alive yeah. data. If they, if they don't seem to respond well, you can say, Hey, does that connect with you?
1: You know, yeah. you can ask these yeah.
0: follow-up questions, which is, which is really helpful. Mm-hmm. And so we, I think that's a fantastic way to, uh, within the inbound sales, even starting with the questions about their problem and their pain and what yeah. solution are they looking for? Yeah. That's
1: also going to give you this great insight yeah. into, are we a good fit for them? That, that, that was where I was going to go. This, this question of, are we the right fit? And I think mm-hmm. I, 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 in sales calls that I've been as a customer, there's just such a sense of the person that I'm speaking with, the salesperson that I'm speaking with, just understands their own value. Mm-hmm. They're not they're not like a uh an insecure individual that's trying to kind of pretend. That's why I always went when I see like perfectly man and you know, no offense to anyone out there, perfectly manicured or maybe let's say over manicured salespeople that are just it just seems if you're trying so hard in the sales call mm-hmm. or in real life, why are you trying so hard? If your product or service is as good as you say it is, I'm going to see it. I'm here yeah. trying to make the, the best decision for my money that I've got. Just tell me, you know, just get mm-hmm. straight straight into it. Um, and, yeah, uh, kind of get out of the way a little bit. Yeah, yeah, get out. Exactly. It's, it's like the guy dancing in front of the cheese and just like, let me just yeah. see it. Just yeah, let me see the thing. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I mentioned I was going to share how we do forms and, and the uh, calendar integration. So mm-hmm. uh, let's go there for a second. So so what we noticed is, is we build sites for our clients. We test everything on our own site as well. And one of the things we noticed about forms versus calendar integrations is very few people, way less people, as I should say, way less people do the calendar integration versus the form. Mm-hmm. Way more people fill out the form. And so what we do... Cause we, we really want people to get to that counter integration, but we don't want to lose the folks who would have filled out the form and who we could kind of chase a little bit if they, if they fill out the form. Um, so what we do is we have it go one than the other. We have the form on our site. You fill out the form. We ask for some, you know, name, email, phone number. Um, so that if they didn't make it to the calendar integration we can call them we can find out what happened maybe they maybe they, they were blocked or the integration didn't work or they didn't know mm-hmm. it was going to happen and the page loaded too slow or something there's a lot of things that could happen so we just want to be able to call them and follow-up right but we have the form immediately redirect to the calendar integration so yeah. after they've filled out the form they immediately go to the calendar and we have seen it depends on the the website but at least 50 percent of people then schedule a call yeah and when we went from a counter integration to a form, the submissions more than doubled. So we know that we're getting more than we would have if it was just the counter integration on that first page.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: We have seen at times, and we, we, we believe at the moment we have been targeted by some competitors who are trying to waste our money on Google ads. Uh, so I, this is a whole different story, but um, we've been getting a whole lot of, of uh, humans submitting nonsense through our site. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, we, we, we think it's, we, we started running Google ads to certain keywords in certain areas. And we think that there was a, at least one competitor who didn't like it. And so they started clicking on our Google ads, trying to waste our money, which yep. they did. Uh, and then convincing Google that there were conversions by filling out the form. Yep. So that of course brought down the number of folks scheduling a call. But, um, with before that, we were seeing eighty to ninety percent of folks who filled out the form then went and scheduled a call. Mm-hmm. Uh, so huge, you know, amount of engagement there going from the form to to the counter integration. So I think that's a testament to this methodology.
1: Yeah, and I think one of the one of the one of the ways in which we reduce that amount of um, unqualified lead submission, let's call it that. Mm-hmm. Um, was by getting quite specific questions around who we're looking for and again who would be a fit for what we're looking for you know company size you know other other bits of information that are useful to us that somebody that might be trying to jig the system or even a bot out there i know that that happens as well wouldn't wouldn't be able to get through so again Mm -hmm these people are looking for a solution whether they fill right. in three name email phone number or name phone email and two other fields just a little pro tip you know think of some additional questions just to protect yourself a little bit more from yeah that's part of how yeah. we dealt with uh, some of these uh
0: spammers we we made the questions a little more specific we added a couple of extra questions in there mm-hmm. um and that seemed to help um but regardless uh this idea of their initiating, I think is key to inbound, yeah. Yeah. you know, and we get into, into that conversation. And our job is just to be helpful, right? To, to let the product, service speak for itself, mm-hmm. to ask some good questions so that we're learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's pretty key to, to a good call. Uh, we've tried a variety of sales scripts over the years, just to go there for a minute yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. Um, it appears that some work better than others, but we're, because there's so many varia- variations within a call, yeah. even if it's the same person using the same script, they're going to say certain things yeah. a little bit differently. Yeah. And then we start to tweak little things. It's really, it really is difficult to go through a solid process of A/B testing and mm-hmm. get each each sentence, you know, down to <laughs> perfection. Um, so, in general, what we've noticed is starting with some questions both for our learning and for them having an opportunity to, to share. Yeah. Uh, then going in and talking about the product, uh, a lot of folks are nervous or getting tricked. So we'll also, uh, you know, for example, we like to display the pricing in a way that they know that we did not increase it for them. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause that's what some marketing agencies do is they'll, they'll uh, if you make, if you have a, if you're a company with higher revenue, they will charge you more for the exact mm-hmm. same service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we've had folks who, they just want to see this level of transparency. So if we're answering their, if, if we're there showing what we do in a clear and simple way that connects the our solution with the problem uh, that they have, we know that they're already looking to buy, so we're just trying to be helpful here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something there to build some trust seems helpful. We've taken that out of our deck in the past and it seemed to impact the close rate. So there's something to buy, to build some trust uh, years in business number of clients mm-hmm. results reviews results reviews yeah awards a- awards all yeah. of that yep uh can be helpful and i think clear and simple pricing is also helpful as well mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. yeah anything else that you've noticed josh
1: yeah i think i think the pricing is worth is worth digging into a little bit more as well you know in the inbound process because it's it's At the end of the day, that is a major decision factor, right? There's got to be all these boxes that are ticked that they're looking Mm -hmm. for. And maybe there's some additional boxes that they didn't know existed that you're like, hey, you know, we also do this, which is super important. And we found in use cases like yours, again, just being helpful, like you should think about this. Um, And that also just does remind me as well, which I think our customers have been very appreciative of, is acknowledging, and I'll come back to the pricing in a second. I just want to go here acknowledging that they're looking at competitors not -hmm. assuming that oh we're amazing or we're the only person that you've arrived you've you've arrived here and we're it so cancel the other Mm -hmm. calls because wow you know it's like no i respect that you're doing your due diligence you're setting up these meetings Mm -hmm. um so we actually created resources to help marketing decision makers business owners decide because of exactly yeah. what you're talking about there's the marketing agencies you know jacking up the fees or you know not focusing on the right metrics so i think that's a that's a great way to respect the inbound you know meeting or the inbound lead is to respect you yeah. have to know that they're, they're not just looking for this one solution from you um, i do think there's a balance there i did a i was a
0: prospect for another company in a call where the entire call they were interviewing me about their competitors because I'd already had two calls with folks mm. and I first off I decided I was not going to work for this company second I specifically said to them listen I'm not here to talk to you about other companies I'm here to learn about your company yeah. you know so there is this balance I think yeah, there's this sure. respect of acknowledging yeah, sure. but really yeah. not I, not going uh deep into yeah. Well, how much yeah, are the competitor yeah. charging?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no, like, no. I was I wasn't going that far <laughs> that far along along the way, but for sure. Yeah, yeah, we, we don't want to yeah. be we wanna keep them focused on again, serving them. We're not trying to extract right. value from them in terms of competitor analysis. That's not what this is about. This is about helping them understand what we do and, and if it's yeah. a fit. So so just Yeah, kind
0: of, and yeah? coming back to the flywheel, I think if, if we talk about the competitors, what we're doing, you know, we need to build memories. We've talked mm-hmm. about this in the past, kind of like an audition right? If they can't tell which one we are, they're not going to choose us. So if we're sitting there talking about the competitors, we're just muddying the water. Mm, We're making mm. it harder for them to remember us. Mm. I don't even want to mention a competitor's name Mm -hmm, in our, mm -hmm. uh, you know, in our, in our calls, because I just Mm -hmm. want this to be clear brand, clear brand, clear brand, right? We're just building Mm -hmm. up those, those memories there.
1: Yeah. So coming back to pricing, um what we have been testing with and what i've seen great results from is having obviously every customer is looking they've got an idea in their head and they've also got an idea about what might work and we as experts need to acknowledge that at the same time as serve them in the best way possible and that might mm-hmm. be in conflict with exactly what they think it is that they need but that's why yeah. they're coming to us we're experts so I think approaching the pricing really just putting it out there. We have no idea how important getting a solution is for our customers. We we can't make any assumptions about the budgets that they have. You know, we've and I think there's just arriving at that pricing with a certain confidence and a certain acceptance. This is what it is. Mhm. And then yeah. giving them space. So important yep. here. Not oh, did you see how much is included and and the price includes just Here's what it is. And mm-hmm. um, what are the questions that come up? Have you got any questions about this? And then deal with the questions instead of assuming what their questions might be or the justification mm-hmm. might be. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I do like that. I think that uh, the, the value is described generally before the price is revealed. So by the time that you've yeah. gotten there, it kind of just seems like if, if we're sitting there going too deep into reminding them, you know, I, I paid uh, $5,000 for a webinar script uh, a few years ago and it involved going through the pricing four times mm-hmm. and this is what you get and this is what you get. And just one more time and one more time and one more time, you know? And uh, it's like, Hey, they, they get it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. okay, cool. Um, they're going to have to make this decision for themselves and if mm-hmm. they're going to stick around, they're going to have to justify it long-term. Yeah. So if we're twisting their arm to get a response right now, it might be a few thousand dollars. Okay, cool. Uh, or we can let them make a really good decision stay with us for years. Yeah, You know, that's pretty cool too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So quick summary here. Inbound, easy when you're in the call, hard to get somebody there right? Mm -hmm. Outbound, uh, just generally hard altogether. And we'll (laughs) talk about that in the future, Uh, but you've got more control over uh, the outbound generally, right? The inbound, you're doing a lot of kind of wait and see. Um, yeah, we like to test messaging in the sales call to get immediate feedback.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And, uh, that's kind of the summary here. Be helpful rather than salesy is I guess yeah. the other thing for inbound. They're there. They initiated. They want to be here. They want to give somebody their money. So our job is just to not mess it up.
1: Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, when we work with, with startups, we, we encourage them to think about a 12-year, a oh, sorry, a 12-month kind of journey that yeah. that they're planning out their budgets on. It takes time to, do, to get inbound right. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you do, wow 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 it's you know it's just i've I've got a little bit of a background in permaculture and investing in soil so so important in your garden like you can't just keep throwing fertilizer on the top it'll eventually yeah. burn things out and uh yeah i don't want to add more into the summary here but uh yeah that's it cool, cool. awesome we'll see, well, we'll see you, you next week. One. yeah and rem- just to keep in mind that um we do have done for you If you're looking to get marketing agency support in your marketing, uh, come and schedule a call with us. We'll have a look at the strategy that we'll take your company through. If you are looking to train up your marketing team, we've got a great solution for that. And then, of course, we've got a do-it-yourself, very accessible for um, anyone that wants to get going tomorrow on writing, building, and growing a website that sells. So check us out, clearbrand.com. Thanks for listening to the
0: Clear Brand Academy podcast, where we take the mystery out of marketing and help you get more leads in sales with a clear brand and proven marketing tactics. If you liked this podcast, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to outsource your marketing to our team, go to clearbrand.com.